The following was recorded the day we discovered that J.J. Abrams was taking the helm of Episode 9 and five days before the release of The Last Jedi. I, I, Based no, on what okay. JJ's saying here. I don't give a crap. Listen, <laughs> wow, don't, don't like... look at me and say they're not going to do it. I'm not saying they are or they aren't necessarily, sure. but I'm not ruling it out because, and this is, I'm very passionate about this because when the original trilogy came out, then I heard George Lucas wasn't going to do it anymore. <laughs> That's true. Then That's the prequels yeah. came out. We're well, done. It's only six. And but, then we find, like, no. But, but, no. but yeah, yeah. All right. But l- allow me to put this perspective you on it. You think years, th- pick 10 years from now, Disney yeah. and Lucasfilm sitting there going, well, you know, maybe we should do a 10, 11, and 12. <laughs> Come on. You know it. Um, I don't, actually. I mean, it might change, but what, I th- what I'm seeing here based on that, along with Ryan Johnson's interviews, is that I think they're wanting to move Star Wars past the Skywalker storyline, which actually, in a lot of ways, I think is a good thing. But, but, what this means to me is it empowers J.J. to tell a better story with a more final finale. And they've kind of had to take a two-pronged marketing approach. One is, of course, the new generation, new generation, new generation. But the other is they're very much telling old fans, this is your father, Star Wars. Because I don't think that there's anything in the culture today, and, and I could be wrong, but I don't think there's anything in the way that culture is done today that can take the world by storm and change popular culture the way that Star Wars did in 77. For me, Star Wars is so unique and so amazing because, uh, you know, when you when you have a universe where you can so effortlessly balance between the flying saucer that's going to shoot its death ray and blow up the world yeah. with your, uh, you know, very fantasy element hero with the, like, very kind of gritty World War II, we need to move our bombardments. Like, that's what Star Wars represents. And, and when Star Wars doesn't execute on that premise... I think it's indisputable that you're leaving something on the table. Now it begins to feel real for me because this is, Star Wars Tonight's become such a tradition every year leading up to the Star Wars film, and it's how I cope. Because I had a very hard time with The Force Awakens not just sort of getting sucked into the hype. So just having it's it's my little half hour every weeknight to just sit down and process the massive amounts of information. Okay, here we go. Here we go. This is what I'm talking about right here. Ready? There we go. Should all the acquaintance be forgot in days of all the grand old flag? No, that's not right. Star Wars Tonight returns Monday, November 18th, three times a week here in the Star Wars Report podcast feed with the likes of Mark Newbold, Justin Robert Young, myself, Stephen Kent, Thomas Harper, Scott Reif, and Steve Glosson. So many amazing guests coming up, uh, and it's going to be back. It's going to be awesome and a great time as we count down the final 30 days 
to the rise of Skywalker. The third of this trilogy, the ninth in these nine films. It feels like a proper journey. We were in the desert for the first one and now we're here for the last one. I feel very nostalgic at many, many points that this is sort of... As everyone says, you don't get experiences like this very often. It has been this incredible journey. I'm gonna miss it so much. Me, Daisy and Oscar. It's like a moment in all of our lives, really. This is truly it. It's a blessing and an honor. 